What is up, Baton Rouge, and welcome to the third episode of Season 2 of the Tiger Pride Podcast, presented by 225 Magazine. I'm your host, Mark Clements, back again with another preseason edition of the podcast. We're bringing you all sorts of interviews from the LSU football team as we head through the summer schedule and into fall camp. Uh, the first episode, we kicked it off with new offensive coordinator Steve Insminger. Last week, we had star linebacker Devin White, and this week, we're excited to bring you one of the most exciting players to join the team in 2018, and that is wide receiver Jonathan Giles. Giles was a former Texas Tech receiver. Uh, he led the Red Raiders in receiving la- uh, excuse me, two years ago with 69 catches, uh, 1,158 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Yeah, that's fourth in Big 12. Transferred to LSU a couple years ago. Had to sit out last year because of the transfer policy and uh, has already made his impact on the field. He earned the number seven jersey, the coveted number seven jersey, formerly worn by guys like Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, um, and most recently DJ Chark. Uh, the, obviously the number represents the LSU's biggest playmaker on the field and for Giles to have earned that without taking a single in-game snap for LSU is a big deal. So we talked to Jonathan about uh, all those things, including his transfer, why he chose LSU over any other school, um, and what it means to him to earn the number seven jersey. And he also previews what this LSU offense might look like in the fall. I know there's been a ton of question marks about what uh, is going to unfold under Steve Insminger. Uh, Giles is the guy to ask. He's going to be the one who kind of um, is, is in the ringleader of that group. And we actually got to talk to Jonathan uh, right outside the locker room, kind of in that tunnel where they slap the wind bar and go to take the field. So it's a little bit echoey, and you can kind of hear uh, some of the players in the background making some noise. Kind of gives you a little a little glimpse into what life is like inside the LSU locker room. But here's an interview with Giles. We hope you enjoy it. Mark Clements here at LSU with uh, transfer wide receiver Jonathan Giles. And that's kind of where I wanted to start, um, going back to your decision to transfer out of Texas Tech and, and over at LSU. Um, so let's start back there. A lot of times you, you don't see guys who are getting reps and getting playing time end up leaving a program what went into that decision to, to leave uh just i feel like i just i was in an un, un, uncomfortable position mm-hmm. being at tech you know uh we i had some problems uh going into the game with uh, distant coach uh so i just feel like it was time for me to leave and coach O was the first person to call me at 6 30 in the morning i remember like it was yesterday he called me at like 6 30 in the morning on tuesday and i didn't answer it was 6 30 in the morning so he called me again at 7.30 and I was able to oh, play. Now I'm here. Oh, <laughs> was LSU a school you never pictured yourself playing at until until Coach O's phone call? No, sir. Like, I watched LSU growing up as a kid. You know, of course, LSU is a great school to be at. So I never thought I'd be here. So just to be be here right now is it's a dream come true. Like, I wake up every day thankful for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm sure it was tough to sit out a year, um, kind of work on yourselves. How was that year and what sort of things were you trying to improve about your game? It was weird just because, you know, we played football for about 13 right. years now, and I've never sit out a year. So sitting out, it was, it was weird at first, but then it got fun after a while just because you're going against guys like Dante Jackson who talks a lot. So that was entertaining, and guys like Kevin Tolliver. So it was fun just to go against them every day and compete against them. And then also the food was great, so I couldn't forget about <laughs> that being down here. So I can say walk, I go to walk on almost every day. So it, it, was, it was weird being fun at the same time. What kind of foods have been your favorite so far? Uh, the coffee's etouffee. Yeah. I think it, yeah, coffee's etouffee. That walk-on is my favorite thing. Is that your first time having, having crawfish when you came here? <laughs> no, I had it in Houston, but okay. not like now. I, I pretty much eat that every week. <laughs> so 
I've been eating it a lot lately for the past couple of weeks, couple months. And you, uh, obviously with the number seven jersey, when was the first time you even found out that number seven was like a thing at, at LSU? It was a, was a big deal. Well, I, I watched on the internet, YouTube, Time Matthew videos, Patrick Peter, so I kind of figured out that the number seven jersey means something, it's something big here at LSU. So uh, it, it was a great honor when, at first I didn't realize, I didn't think it was true because uh, Derek Pernansky, I was uh, hosting a recruit, and uh, he came up to me. He came up to me and asked me what's the thing about wearing number seven. And I kind of laughed and just walked away. Like I really walked away. And he was like, "No, I'm being for real." And I was like, "Really?" And uh, at first, I was like, "I don't know." Unless I didn't expect to be here in the first place. So just being here at LSU, uh-huh. and LSU was an honor. Then to get the opportunity with number seven was just unbelievable. Yeah, and it's. Seems like the wide receiver group, uh, that whole room is pretty stacked. You have four and five star guys up and down the lineup. Um, uh, a lot of guys fighting for only a few positions. Just what's that competition been like throughout the, the spring? And obviously, it's going to ramp up even more in the fall. But what's that been like so far? Oh, it's been fun. You know, we got guys like Justin Jefferson, Racy McMath, D. Anderson, guys only, Stephon Sullivan. Guys just been working at each and every day, not only on the field, but off the field, uh, in the weight room. Uh, summer workouts, the spring workout, they've just been working hard and it's been fun, you know. Guys, guys know like it's a lot of receivers in the room. Even freshmen coming in, they studying the playbook, they getting the extra work just they know there's so much depth at the receiver position, so and they trying to get on the field as well. So it's it's great competition. Obviously you have your numbers from tech, but the guys overall number of catches combined at LSU are, are pretty low. Do y'all are you worried at all about the lack of experience, at least in, in Tiger Stadium being a factor at all? Uh, no, it's not at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great opportunity this year for guys to step up. You know, a lot of guys come here to make plays, to be play in Death Valley. I know that's why I came, one of the reasons I came here is to play in Death Valley. So I know guys are going to seize the moment and, and uh, make plays. That's, that's how I do it. Make plays. I feel like we've got a lot, a lot of guys in the room who's ready to step up and make plays this mm-hmm. uh, from the season. How can you describe um, the offenses that LSU fans are going to see under Coach uh, Hitzminger? Uh, it's a lot of balance, you know, a lot of three wide, four wide. You know, last year was more two receivers, most of the time two tight ends. This year you see a lot of three wide, four wide, more spread, balance, RPOs, things like that, short routes, more more passing, more passing. And what can you say about the uh, the quarterback competition? I know it's going to be ironed out um, when the fall comes around, but just from what you've seen from the three guys that have gotten a chance to work with Joe since he's been on campus, what have you seen from all of them? Oh, they're competitors. You know, each and every day, you know, uh, one day it can be Justin, the next day it can be Logan, the next day it can be Miles. And it's like the coaches are not lying when they say this close. It's a very close race. And you know, them guys compete each and every day. You know, it, it's, it's fun for receivers just to watch. You know, when I'm not in the game, I'm watching QB, seeing what they're doing, right. seeing how great. Cause it's, it's fun to watch, you know. And then when I'm on the field, you can count on any, any one of those three to make a play. Even Joe, when Joe came in, I think, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. every single day he's been working extra hard. You know, he stayed, he stayed in the uh, film room, watched extra film. He stayed in the field, stayed in the weight room after hours. He's he's, he's better than he loves to work in. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing him in the uh, park now. So no matter who wins the job, I feel pretty confident. Whoever oh, yes, sir. It don't matter who it is. Either, either four of them could be starting. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's y'all's goals overall. Everyone uh, keeps talking SEC titles, national, national titles. Do y'all discuss like that? those, you think you got the pieces to, to go all the way this year? Oh, yes, I think we do. You know, we have great, great coaches staff. You know, I think we have over 75 years of NFL experience. So I feel like the coaches are going to put us in the right position to win. And then we have great players. You know, uh, see, like I said, the receiver room is deep. We got great quarterbacks. We got running backs who are looking to prove themselves. And Nick and Clyde and even Chris Craig coming in as a freshman. We got great tight ends. You know, that is Moss. 
course, Randy Moss, son, I gotta keep saying that. <laughs> you got Boston, so. Uh, and then the defense, of course, gonna be great. I'm not really, I'm not worried about the defense offense at all. So I feel like we have the, the right pieces to win the national championship. And lastly, before we let you go, I wanted to ask about Jerry Sullivan, what he's uh, kind of brought to that room. Because uh, um, Steph said he's, you know, he's seen everything. He knows everything. Um, what have you learned from him? I mean, the, the passion he had for the game is unbelievable. The knowledge he had for the game. I mean, we did, when we in the film room, we don't even watch our film. We watch NFL, like Jacksonville, because he goes to Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. We'll watch their guys. You know, he, he's very big on detail. You know, you can you can run or you can run around and catch a one hand pass and score, and you won't be happy if you didn't do the right technique and footwork. So he's very big on footwork and technique, which is something I had to get used to uh, being here because I was all about getting open. I just want to get open. Right. So uh, it, 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 at first it was a struggle for me, but now that I've watched a lot of film and worked with him a lot, it's helped me to progress my game. Yeah. All right, Jonathan, that's for your time, man. I appreciate Thank it. You. That'll do it for the third episode of Season 2 of the Tiger Pride Podcast presented by 225 Magazine. We hope you enjoyed it and hope you're excited about what the LSU offense might have in store this fall. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, if you have any interview requests or questions you'd like us to answer on the podcast, feel free to comment in the article on our website, 225batonrouge.com. And on all our social medias, that's facebook.com slash 225magazine and on Instagram and Twitter at 225baton rouge. And if you want to hit me up personally, I'm also on Twitter at markclements225. Feel free to reach out in any of those ways. Let us know what you're looking for. And uh, make sure you subscribe. Please subscribe. So it come to your phone every single week. You don't have to worry about coming to find it in the email or anything. It'll come right to your phone. Uh, we're going to have episodes all throughout the summer and all through fall. Um, up until LSU's bowl game. And, um, and Jarrett Roser and I are going to rejoin forces here in the next couple weeks and, uh, and get the ball rolling on our season previews. Uh, but again, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That's the Tiger Pride Podcast. Or find us on SoundCloud, searching for the Tiger Pride Podcast or 225 Magazine. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week.